Hi, thanks for listening. This is the It's All Widgets Flutter podcast. My name is Hilo Kaur, and each episode, get a chance to speak with another amazing member of the Flutter community. This episode, we're really lucky to be speaking with Victor, the founder of ServerPod. Welcome. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for being on. Uh, so to start, can you share a bit about your background? Right. So I, I've been develop, a developer for a long time. I actually started coding when I was probably 12. Um, my parents' computer wanted to do computer games, and I actually worked in the game industry for uh, quite a long time. Uh, and that took me... Uh, I'm from um, Sweden, but it took me to San Francisco and Silicon Valley. So I ended up moving there. I was recruited by uh, a big game company in San Francisco. Worked there for a while, and uh, uh, then I got an offer from a startup over there. Uh, so I ended moving there. Uh, so what I, I I built a tool basically for doing computer games or mobile games uh, primarily. Um, so, so this startup, all the clients were using my tool to build the games. Um, and, um, yeah, that was a pretty amazing time. Unfortunately, they ran out of money like startups sometimes do. And then they sold me to Google where I ended up on the Flutter team. Uh, so I actually worked on Flutter very early on there. Um, yeah. And then, um, it was great working for Google and all, but, um, I think it's probably in my genes that I have to have a little bit of my own project. So I uh, ended up moving back to Sweden. So I live in Stockholm now. I, I run a startup here for a couple of years. And um, uh, obviously, obviously, I used Flutter for building the app. Um, but I really missed having a good backend for it. So that's sort of the start of ServerPod, where the idea was born. So that's what I spent the past. 18 months doing now. Yeah, so that was uh, the very quick intro to my background. Awesome. And that brings us right to ServerPod. Do you want to take a second to explain what it is and, and why people would want to use it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, a Flutter developer, like I guess most of the listeners to your podcast. Um, and uh, I I really felt like I was miss- missing having a good backend for it. For the type of app we were building, uh, it wasn't really possible to use Firebase. Um, so I started looking at different options um, and tried out some, and wasn't really anything I liked that much. Um, and, and one big thing is that you will end up using two computer languages, which I find a little bit distracting when you're working, and Dart is such a nice language. So I just yeah, decided to take the time to, to build ServerPod, which is a backend specifically built for Flutter. Uh, but um, it's also using Dart for the full stack. So that makes it possible to use Dart as a single language. Um, and we added some really cool innovations to ServerPod, like it will actually analyze your server code and find your backend methods and it re- replicates those on the client side. So, so when you call a method in ServerPod, it's, it's just like calling a local method in the app, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, and we built a really good serialization layer. So it's actually using a very standardized REST API. Uh, you just don't have to see it when you work with ServerPod, which is pretty nice. So you can just forget writing all that code. Um, 
Uh, and we made a great ORM for it. So it's very easy to pull an object from the database. You can actually pull an object. You can post it straight to the client. Uh, if you need to strip out certain fields that can be sensitive, it will do that for you. Uh, and we built like everything around it, like the setting up the infrastructure with Terraform, um, doing file uploads, um, authentication, you know, all these things that you typically need when you're building an app. We just got it built in. So when you set up your server pod, uh, maybe you won't think about those things when you start hacking away, but it will save you lots and lots of times in the long run to just have that ready for you. And that includes stuff like we, we build really good caching, really good logging. We actually have a graphical user interface for reading the logs, which is really, really nice. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, basics of ServerPod, I guess. Amazing. I'll give you my frame of reference. The app we're working on, we use Flutter for the front end, and for the back end, we're using Laravel. But we spend so much of our time running that glue code. Right? We're using a REST API to connect the front end to the back end. And for example, keeping just keeping the models in sync itself is, is a challenge. But beyond that, then there's also just simply serializing the data and passing it back and forth. And it sounds like ServerPod just eliminates all of it, where you just make a request on the client that is actually calling the backend code behind the scenes, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a lot of, that's very common feedback I get from developers that use, especially, you know, different, um, a different backend that's written in a different language. You really need to do all that translation code to decode your objects, uh, making the APIs, uh, and just having all that made for you and you know serverpod makes sure it's all kept in sync it's really easy to keep it backwards compatible which is also important because uh, you know apps uh, there's a little bit of a cycle when you update when you release an update it can take a long time for people to get the new updates so um, it's really important to be able to keep that backwards compatibility but also you know keep everything in sync and with serverpod that that's just something you don't really have to worry about. Just works. Very cool. As far as hosting a ServerPod application, uh, is there a recommended platform? Is it AWS or can any Dart server work? I mean, you can basically host it anywhere where you can run Dart. You will need to have um, uh, a Postgres database uh, that's connected to it. That's sort of the only requirement. And Dart runs pretty much anywhere at native performance. So um, that's not really a problem. We have written uh, Terraform scripts for AWS that will set up your complete infrastructure. So that's, you know, with autoscaling, load balancers, um, buckets for uploading files, deployments from GitHub, uh, like the whole shebang. Uh, and it literally takes you you know, 10 to 15 minutes to set set everything up um, uh, with all, you know, domain certificates, everything. Uh, right now, we're also uh, working on, and that's actually the, the feature I'm working on right now, is making the same experience for Google Cloud. So you basically have two really good options, but I mean, you can host it anywhere if you want to do all that setup yourself. Um, but... Uh, I think that would be a really nice addition and something that a lot of people have asked for. 
I absolutely agreed. I'd say the one thing that sells me the most on the project is when I look at the success of Node. I've done a lot of JavaScript programming. It has its quirks or challenges. But Node is so incredibly popular, even though it's using JavaScript, I think largely because you're able to share one language at the front end and the back end. So I think if you take that paradigm and you move it to, to Dart, where you have really a great language to be able to build Flutter on the front end for your UI and then Dart on the back end, just seems to make inherently so much sense. Yeah, and Dart as a language is, uh, I mean, it, it, I guess it's not primarily built for for the back end, but it works super well on the back end. So uh, I'd say um, it, it's a great choice. Um, the only thing today I would say is that it's not quite as mature as what you will have with Node.js, right? You can find a lot of examples and code, and uh, the dark just hasn't been along for the back end as long. So, so there's a look at more of a journey there for it. But for all sort of standard stuff, it's there. Um, you can get like the whole Google APIs in Dart, for instance, um, with nice, nice APIs. Um, and Serverpod just supports that out of the box. So you can basically set up authentication with Google and then you can access all the APIs server side. Uh, which is actually pretty tricky to do without server, but it was a lot of work to 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 make all that. Um, and server is really built from you know the requirements of an app developer and all the stuff you need when you build an app and stuff that you don't necessarily think immediately that you will need. Like I think a great example for that is caching, where you it's often an afterthought. You you add it when when you realize things are getting too slow, and just having that built into the server is um, really really convenient because it makes it so easy to add those things uh, when you need them. Uh, and also finding errors. So, so uh, we built a really really cool logging system for ServerPod. So say uh, you have a method that's a little bit slow to execute. You can actually uh, turn on logging to show all the slow method calls. Uh, and you, when you find them, you can change the setting for that specific method to up the logging level so you log everything that happens, including all database calls. And that's a very common cause for things being slow. Uh, and uh, you can basically see every query that you made, how long time it took, and the query is actually saved with a stack trace in Dart, so you can just click the stack trace and it will take you straight back to your code. Um, so that, I think, is a really neat feature uh, that will save people a lot of time. I don't know if you've tried to dig into database logs and find slow queries, but it can be pretty tiresome. Absolutely. And can you define things like indexes in the or indices in the in the model definition? How would that work? Yeah, definitely. So um, that's uh, also something we'll be working on for uh, the next big update for ServerPod. And that's, um, uh, I mean, it already does uh, indexing and it will generate the database tables for you, but uh, it does not yet handle database rank database migrations so that's definitely something we're going to add in the future and make that process much much smoother 
<clears throat> so that will include the indices, obviously, ordered. They're all in support for it, but uh, being able to add that in your definition files and just have that updated on the server would be super nice. One area we struggle with a lot in our app is the relationships between models. So it's easy to load one record, but a record could have a one-to-one, one-to-many, many-to-many relationship. Uh, is that handled? Like, things like overloading, lazy loading? Uh, to some extent, I would say, but you still there's still some work to be done there to make that better. And uh, you can always use uh, any SQL code, right? Um, if we don't have support for it in the ORM. So there's like really no limitations to what you can do, but it would be really nice to be able to do lazy loading and things like that and have that out of the box. So would you say it's fair to compare it to something like Firebase or Superbase, except it's dark on the, on the back end as well? Yeah, I would say compared to Firebase, it's... Um, it's a little bit of a different approach to how how the server is set up. So it's actually the server can have a state in in server pod, which makes it possible to build a whole other sort of kind of applications that are really hard to do with with Firebase. I would say, like if you do real time um, communication, it could be a game, but even if you do um, things that need to be push a bit more data back and forth and you don't want that to go through a database then serverpod is an ideal option um, so we made a simple example app called pixorama.live uh, that I will recommend people to check out it's basically a multi um, multi-user drawing experience where you anyone can like draw pixels uh, on a grid and uh, you can do it at the same time simultaneously so so it's a pretty fun little project but uh, it's very very easy to do things like that with serverpod and it's, that whole backend is less than one page of code uh, i don't know if you checked it out before but uh, i would recommend people do go check that out it's at pixorama.live you can open it uh, yeah just in your browser you don't have to it works with Flutter Web, obviously. So yeah, works on any device. Amazing. And is it just you at the company, or are there other people on the team? And also, I'm curious if people want to add features, can people contribute? Yeah. So um, I'll start with your second question there. Uh, and yes, um, uh, people, it's it's all open source. So we already got a lot of contributions from the community. Some really big ones, and some cool features one that is going to make it to the next version is uh i think that is such a clever feature so basically it allows you to throw an exception on the server and catch it on the client so it'll actually serialize the exception and uh, pass it over to the client unpack it and throw the same exception obviously this won't happen with every exception but you can like make special exceptions that extends a specific class that will have that behavior. And that just opens up for a new way of doing error handling that is very convenient, actually, as it turns out. So you can pass error messages back. You know, exceptions can be very convenient in in many places uh, in your app code, but now you get that whole experience all the way from the server to the client. 
Um, so, so that's a really cool contribution uh, that came from the community and some someone just made. Um, as for the team, uh, I'm I actually raised money for Serverpods uh, before the holiday, so I'm putting together a team. So I'm hoping to have that. Um, yeah, in the next few months, I have some really cool people that seem to be interested. So. Uh, we'll soon have a team, but right now it's me and I guess the investors are helping me out too, quite a bit. So that's amazing! Congratulations and good, and good luck. That's super exciting. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's it is very exciting and uh, uh, also a little bit challenging. You know, you need to really get the right persons in early when you're just a few people. But so far, I I've done all the coding myself, except from the contributions, which. Um, yeah, some some are pretty substantial actually. So uh, I would say there there are a few people that are actually working also on report. If you're interested in helping, they probably also can write tutorials or examples, documentation, blogs. Besides writing code, just building out the ecosystem, I'm sure is helpful as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely something that uh, we need help with. And uh, there are some already some YouTubers who made tutorial videos around Serverpod and. Um, there are some tutorials I know in the works, so there's definitely more coming, and I know the documentation can be fleshed out a little bit in, in areas, uh, but it's, in, I mean, it pr- improves every week, so there's a lot of happening. Um, actually released Serverpod, I guess it's uh, uh, maybe three weeks ago now, but yeah, the response has been quite quite something since the, so much interest and uh, so many more contributions and people helping out so it's really a buzzing community around it which is amazing uh, but also it's super challenging keeping on top of everything a happy problem right yeah yeah cool and what's the website uh, serverpod.dev and from there you can obviously find github and that's where uh, you can also find uh, uh, discussion boards and that stuff. At some point, we're probably going to do a Discord or a uh, Slack server too, but for now, it's just everything is basically on, on GitHub. So just speaking, I'm curious to get your thoughts on Flutter in general. For example, when you build Flutter apps, a common question we get asked is what a state management approach to use. And do you use a specific package or do you inherit a widget? Uh, right, so um, I, recently I've used Riverpod most. Uh, I think that works really well. Um, uh, I've also done just you know get state depends a little bit on on the use case. I would say if you write like a widget uh, that's reusable, I think just using set state is probably the way to go um, for for my own projects. I, I use Riverpod. But yeah, I don't really have a strong preference. Uh, just seem to be the thing that uh, most people use, so that's why I picked it. And you know, I'm happy with it. And I'm sure with ServerPod, you can use any uh, approach; it wouldn't matter. It's just dark code. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is there any advice you give someone just starting out? Uh, good question. Um, uh, I think maybe start with a couple of smaller projects. Um, get those done uh, to, if you're learning and maybe not start with a project like, say, Serverpod or 
it's a good, it's a very helpful to have done a couple of projects before that. So, yeah. And also, I think uh, if you're, uh, it can be really useful to do some smaller apps just to build out your resume if you're looking for flatter jobs, for instance. Uh, I know I definitely look at um, when hiring what people have done before and if they have something to show and if they have code to show, that's super useful. So, so that's definitely some some advice I would give to someone who's starting out. If you want to sort of become a professional flat developer, it's um, really good to build a, a good portfolio that you can show. I think that's almost, or maybe more important than having um, a strong background in computer science or something like that. Although it depends a little on the job, right? That can be very useful too I, I I certainly had a lot of use from, from my degree and what I learned now it's a good suggestion uh, I agree I think these days your GitHub profile uh, matters a lot more than it used to for better or worse yeah yeah definitely uh, and I mean one way can be to can contribute to open source projects like like Silverpod or um, there are many many options for that and that can be a great way to learn and also, you know, get feedback on, on the code you write. Because um, I think for most uh, open source projects, you you have a code review before Thaw will merge it into your project. So um, just getting that feedback can be very, very helpful. I think that was probably my biggest learning from working at Google that code reviews are so hard. <laughs> I probably spent more time getting my code through the reviews than I spent writing the code, um, making everyone on the team happy with what you've done. Um, so um, I think for most projects, you don't need code that is that perfect, but I, in an open source framework, it can be very important, right, that there are tests and that the code is stable and everything works. Absolutely. Now, as a programmer, I think very often you can program a lot by yourself, but it's really when you start to program as part of a team that you learn to be a programmer. I, I didn't really learn to be a musician until I played in a band, right? You can stay at home, play guitar as much as you want by yourself and get really good, but until you learn that the challenges of interacting with a team of, of musicians, a group of musicians in a band setting, that's when you really kind of master your craft. I think programming is the same, right? as you mentioned, in pull requests and code reviews and understand that process to become really an effective programmer. Yeah, I mean, definitely... Uh... <laughs> A big difference. I, when I learned programming, I, I mean, this was pretty much before internet. So you had to go to the bookstore and <laughs> bought the book on like C programming. I had pneumonia for like three weeks and I spent that time reading like <laughs> computer programming books, learning to program C. I, I guess I was so sick. I didn't really leave the bed, so I just read the book. I didn't even have a computer to try it out on. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I learned programming. Um, but but the code you write, I mean, it was uh, I learned so much from that book. Uh, and then I eventually, obviously, got a little bit better, and I started programming in front of the computer. Um, but there was, like, certain aspects of programming it did not, like... Um, 
having that book, I mean, it had everything like, this is how you write the C program, right? But it didn't have the part where like, this is how you structure your program. So I basically wrote like the full program in one file. Didn't teach you how to do header files and C doesn't, I mean, that's um, something you don't really use anymore, I guess, for, for most programming languages nowadays. But back in the days, that was um, re- re- a requirement for being being able to share code between files. And yes, I didn't teach that, so I, I didn't know. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess it was first when I started programming or like studying computer science and had some classes, they uh, really forced you to structure your code and those parts. And I think, uh, I guess that's like, me being a little bit of a solo guy, just writing coding in a huge single file, right? And when you start working with other people or getting reviewed by other people, they're like, oh, what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. So, so, so I guess, I mean, it's very easy to just go in your like same tracks. Yeah. And, um, it, it really, it's really, really helpful to get that feedback from other developers, for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to promote, or at? Um, I don't, I don't think I have anything to to promote, but other than Serverpod, so go check that out. Uh, it's at serverpod.dev, and um, yeah. I mean, we, we love all the feedback we can get from it. So give it a spin. Um, tell us what you think. And um, yeah, help us spread the word. It's um, I, something I hope really will help a lot of Flutter developers. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the project. And uh, you know, what drives me is really building something and see people use it. And uh, you know, so cool to see the apps that are, people are building uh, with your tools. I just love that. So that's my main driving force. So if you want to support me and make me happy, you will check out Serverbot, I guess. Victor, thank you so much again for being on the podcast and thank you for listening. Uh, until next time. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. <laughs>